0: Welcome to the Shift Gold, Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's Precious Metals News. It's Friday, September 18th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. So if you go to McDonald's, you expect to get a hamburger, right? If you go to KFC, you expect to get chicken. And if you go to the Federal Reserve, you expect to get easy money. Well, the Central Bank held its September Federal Open Market Committee meeting this week, and it gave us exactly what was expected. The Fed reiterated its commitment to artificially low interest rates and quantitative easing into the foreseeable future, despite offering a somewhat more upbeat assessment of the U.S. economy. Now, here's the problem. Here's the thing. What's expected apparently isn't enough anymore. If you peruse the mainstream narrative about this week's meeting, you're going to find a pretty disappointed tone. Yeah, the Fed is prepared to keep interest rates at zero through 2023. That's a year longer than they were saying back in June. And yeah, the Fed is going to continue with quantitative easing at basically the same pace. But the talking heads are saying things like, quote, although the Federal Reserve signaled Wednesday that it is not looking to raise interest rates for the next two years, the lack of any new stimulus measures could push gold prices to the bottom of their current trading range. Now, this didn't happen, by the way, at least not yet. Gold is pretty much in the same range as when we talked last week, but it did fall about 1% yesterday as traders and analysts digested the Fed's messaging. The high this week for gold was around 1971 an ounce. That was back on Tuesday, uh, thanks to a good bit of dollar weakness. Now, after a little bit of a drop on Wednesday, gold rallied back to 1966 an ounce immediately after the Fed meeting, but then it dropped as low as 19.38 yesterday. As I'm recording the podcast, gold is currently trading at around 19.51 an ounce. Several technical analysts that I've read say they believe gold is in a consolidation phase. We've been basically range-bound between 1900 and 1970 for the last several weeks, but we're seeing this consolidation above the support level that used to be the resistance. The spike high that we had in 2011 of about 1900 announced, that's now become the support. Now, there is this little bit of pessimism that the Fed isn't going to give us more, but make no mistake 0% interest rates for the next 2 to 3 years that's very bullish for gold silver is still fighting a key resistance level at $27 an ounce through the week it straddled that level dipping slightly above and below currently silver is trading right at $27 an ounce so let's dig a little deeper into this fed meeting the central bank didn't really do anything. It didn't launch any new policies. It was mostly jawboning, and the markets are pretty much trying to read the tea leaves. The bottom line is we are going to have this historically loose monetary policy into the foreseeable future, even though the Fed has suddenly gotten a little bit more bullish on the economic recovery. I've already mentioned interest rates. They're staying at zero. As far as QE, the FOMC statement said it will, quote, increase its holdings of treasury securities and agency mortgage-backed securities at least at the current pace over the coming months. So QE rolls along. The FOMC also reiterated the Fed's willingness to let inflation run hot. The central bank said inflation is on track to moderately exceed the Fed's target rate of 2%, quote, for some time. On a side note, I had this guy on Facebook the other day telling me that there is no inflation. Of course, he was talking about Rising consumer prices. And I was trying to explain to him that in the first place, prices are rising. It's just that CPI is a piss poor measure of actual price inflation. I mean, just look at your own bills, they're obviously going up. Secondly, rising consumer prices, that's not the definition of inflation. It's one of the many possible symptoms of inflation. Inflation, by definition, is an increase in the supply of money, and that's happening at record levels. Of course, we have inflation. We may not be seeing that in the official government numbers, but really the signs are everywhere. Why in the world do you think the stock market is at record levels in the midst of a massive economic contraction? That's all Fed. That's all inflation. Anyway, I'll link to an article in the show notes page on inflation because this whole idea that there is no inflation drives me nuts. So back to the Fed. The bottom line is the extraordinary monetary policy shall continue unabated. The easy money spigot is going to remain open despite a more upbeat assessment of the economy. The Fed now projects a smaller decline in GDP for the year, and the central bankers also think that the unemployment rate will drop more quickly than they originally anticipated. But, you know, Jerome Powell said the rosier economic projections assume Congress will provide more fiscal stimulus. He wants more money from the federal government, more money from Congress. He said the question is when and how much and what will be the contents. If we don't get that stimulus, there would certainly be downside risk. So, you know, the the Fed is jawboning Congress to try to increase the amount of fiscal stimulus to get more fiscal stimulus passed. Now, You know, this whole clamoring for more stimulus is problematic in and of itself. The U.S. government has already spent trillions of dollars on fiscal stimulus. The federal budget deficit for fiscal 2020 surged to over $3 trillion in August. That's with one month left to go in the fiscal year. That's more than double the previous record deficit that was set back in 2009 at the height of the Great Recession. But, you know, virtually nobody is concerned about these record levels of debt. Now, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin is running around saying that now isn't the time to worry about deficits. We have an emergency, don't you know? But last year, before the pandemic, the Trump administration ran the fifth biggest deficit in history. Before coronavirus, through the first couple of months of the fiscal year, the administration was already on track for a $1 trillion deficit this year. Now, we were told that was happening during the greatest economy in history, so Mnuchin wasn't worried about the deficit when the economy was great. We can't worry about it when there's a crisis, so when in the hell do we actually worry about it? I mean, I'm kind of worried about it now, I gotta admit, but I'm told I need to get with the times, you know, the printing press cures all ills. Anyway, I think the Fed is being a bit over-optimistic with its economic forecast. I've said before, I think we will see a bit of a rebound assuming the coronavirus remains somewhat under control. I think things will probably look okay over the next six months or so. Again, barring any virus resurgent. But long-term, there are a lot of warning signs in the economy. I mean, I've been writing about them over at shiftgold.com news. This week, I reported on the labor market. There are significant signs that it has been permanently scarred by these government shutdowns. Speaking of which, yesterday was unemployment Thursday. Another 860,000 Americans filed for unemployment for the first time last week. It's funny funny weird, not funny haha, how that many people filing for unemployment is suddenly good news simply because it's not 1 million. I mean, that's a lot of people losing their jobs in a single week, right? And they also revised the previous week's number up to 893,000. So, over the next year, I just don't see this grand economic rebound. Keep in mind, the economy was heading for a cliff before coronavirus. I've gone over that a number of times on the show, so I'm not going to belabor the point. But, yeah, I think Powell and company are getting the wagon in front of the horse when they start touting this economic recovery. Regardless, like I said, the takeaway here is that the easy money is here to stay. The printing presses are going to keep on humming. Interest rates are staying at zero. The Fed is all in on propping up the economy. That was the underlying message we got from the Fed this week. And you know what? It's not enough. The U.S. stock market initially surged on the FOMC statement, but it sold off into the close on Wednesday. The S&P 500 and the NASDAQ both closed down that day, and the Dow was up narrowly but finished far off of its intraday highs. Then yesterday, the markets were all down. The Dow was off 130 points. The NASDAQ fell 140 points. That's over 1%. The S&P 500 dipped 28 points. The stock market should be pleased that stimulus will continue, right? But we have a drug addict here, and the addict needs more drug. You know, when somebody is addicted to a drug, they need increasing amounts to get the same effect, to get that same high. They have to have more. It's that resistance, you know? There's no optimal heroin level. The junkie keeps wanting more until he either gets help and gets off that stuff, or he ODs and dies. The markets are addicted to the easy money heroin, and they want more. Promising the same big fix for the next three years, that doesn't do it. It wants more, 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 damn it. So, will the pusher deliver? Will the Fed give more stimulus? If I were a betting man, I would say yes, almost certainly. This is the chosen path. We're keeping rates low. We're printing money. We're borrowing. We're stimulating. That's how the pusher makes his living. And if it takes more drug, well then by God, we'll give the junkie more drug. Inflation? No problem. We'll just move the goalposts so we have an excuse to let inflation run above the old target. Massive levels of debt, no worries. It's an emergency. We'll deal with that later. Just keep the party going. Keep the needle stuck in the junkie's arm. He feels great. We're partying down. Everything's awesome. And he is dying a slow, ugly death. Look, I have no idea how long this can keep going. My gut is that the addict is close to overdosing. But I've been shocked that it's gone on this long. I mean, the junkie has a pretty high tolerance, right? I'll be honest. I'm uncomfortable making predictions. Peter Schiff, man, he's gutsy. He puts it all out there. And you know, he's usually right in the long run. He did a talk recently and argued that the world is going to reject the dollar standard and go back to the gold standard. He's been talking about a Dollar collapse for months. I'll link to that talk in the show notes page. It's definitely worth listening to. Honestly, I'm more timid and conservative when it comes to making predictions. There are so many dynamics in the economy, so many moving parts. It's difficult to say X will absolutely cause Y without taking A, B, C, and Z into account. But I do know that in the end, economics wins. And I know that you can't live on borrowed money forever. You have to pay your bills. And I know that creating dollars doesn't create stuff. And you need stuff to move an economy forward. So all of this stimulus, it's just a drug. I know that tinkering with prices and interest rates, you know, interest rates are just prices that distorts markets and it makes it impossible for them to function properly. I know that that blows up bubbles. I know that bubbles always pop. And I know that being addicted to a drug is not good for your long-term health. So I'm not going to make any grand predictions, but I am going to say you should probably take all of this into account and be prepared for what may lie ahead. I highly recommend call a SHIFT Gold Precious metal specialist. You can talk to them about how investing in gold and silver can help get your financial house in order. They can talk to you more about the dynamics in the economy, what's going on in precious metals markets. These guys, they know what they're doing. Give them a call, one eight 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 gold 160 or shoot them an email at info at and they'll get back with you. So that is a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of the stories and more, and keep up with the latest Precious Metals news and analysis throughout the week over at shiftgold.com slash news. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the show over at iTunes. You can do it at Stitcher. You can do it over at the Google Play. Uh, We're on the Shift Gold YouTube channel. All of the links you will need are over on the show notes page. I really do appreciate you listening to the show. I hope you have a fantastic weekend, and I will talk to you next time.